Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. Hope you guys are staying safe and enjoying the, the good weather that's going on within the 2K radius from your house and in obviously in isolation and two meters apart from everyone. So hope you guys are staying safe. So this week is a, I can't wait to, to interview uh, Kate. Um, Kate's, I've been following Kate on Instagram for quite a while and her content and she's evidence evidence based practitioner which which is even better um because there is a lot of kind of bs out there in the industry um and kate's coming from a health and performance nutritionist background she studied food science in ucd uh, msc in sports and exercise nutrition at loughborough which is probably one of the best universities to do that kind of stuff at um has worked with athletes um including the dublin ladies gaa team the the, the longford men's gaa team as well has also played for dublin herself has corporate clients, charities, uh, and it kind of works with many clients, including weight loss seeking individuals. Um, and she also hosts the Thir- Thirsty Tuesdays Q&A every Tuesday on her Instagram. Uh, so her Instagram handle is at Nutricate underscore uh, com. Uh, so Kate McDade, thank you so much for coming on today. Not at all, Shane. Thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. A little bit nervous, but I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nervous, it'll be grand. <laughs> Uh, how are you? How are you finding this weird time? Yeah, it certainly is weird. Like I'm just trying to adapt. My biggest thing at the moment is obviously trying to make sure that, well, you know, my clients, my athletes, they're being looked after. Like I definitely have like background stuff to be doing in terms of getting things over, so things are moving, you know, nicely online and whatnot. But my main concern at the minute is just making sure that I'm looking after those. Yeah, around me um, but no it, it definitely it's just really bizarre <laughs> and the uncertainty of you know no kind of clear end um, in sight is, is definitely challenging and um, I think we're very fortunate though that we've got the likes of you know the different platforms to stay connected at least to some degree with friends and family like I definitely think that is something like yes it's not ideal or the same as being you know surrounded by those people but you know it's it's been nice to do the odd quiz and remind myself about how poor my general knowledge is <laughs> um but but no it's it's, it's definitely strange <laughs> no it's it's it is it, it is like i think everyone will have like high days low days and i think people are starting yeah. to get it like inventive with how they're kind of trying to communicate with everyone like as you said the quizzes um like i've come down with me on friday with the lads and like it's <laughs> it's it, you just have to get inventive and i think it will kind of potentially move away from kind of like the boozy side of life if you know what i mean like the the off license is still getting getting business and stuff but like it is kind of moving away that the people that you can almost don't have to rely on booze when it kind of t- making fun or making family time i think that's one positive thing that's going to come out of it is that how maybe people were taking kind of things for granted um, yeah, that's one positive I'm trying to take out of it um, but there are days that we all will suffer um, Kate for anyone that isn't aware of your story tell us your story and how you kind of got into the nutrition I know I gave a little bit of a little bit of insight into your little little intro at the beginning yeah um, well I suppose I come from a really competitive background um, when I went to secondary school like I've always played sports and it's always kind of been encouraged in my house um, at home but when I got to secondary school basketball was like the big thing in the school and I 
I remember like I don't know what sort of life I had at 12 where I thought my social scene was going to be off the chain like but I remember the six years coming in or fourth years actually coming in saying oh trying out for basketball like you'd be training three times a week with matches and I was like oh my god like I don't have time for this but anyway long story short tried it out and for a year I was training seven times a week um double training some days or playing you know two or three games depending on what teams I was on um, and I was very fortunate then to get to play for Dublin and for Ireland um, and I suppose when I was on the Irish team I got a little bit of a taste or like um, of working with a nutritionist so obviously I knew it had an impact on my performance and obviously when you're trying to make an Irish team or any team for that matter and then whatever about making it but then you obviously want to get minutes like you're I suppose you're trying to do everything you can to get any inch or half an inch on uh, those who might be looking to also get the same spot you're after um but I suppose that was one side of it but what really kind of sealed the deal for me in terms of going down the route of uh, nutrition would have been in fourth year we got to do like a placement and um I got mine with um, a nutritionist and she was very good let me come in with her along you know she was doing a kind of promoting health health eating with I think it was Dublin bus drivers at the time and um, and that was really when I knew nutrition was for me like I used to be a little I, I wasn't a bad child but I definitely like would take up whatever basketball I'm playing that so much as soon as the season ended I was looking to get involved in another sport because I just didn't want to be in class like so um, that was the first time where she completely took my attention for the full hour I just found it so interesting um, kind of every element of it and really from that point I was like right that's the direction I want to go and I really like I suppose knuckled down and copped on a little bit in school um, and, and did a bit of work for once and um, actually funny enough I did work my arse off and I wanted to do human nutrition dietetics and I despite doing all the donkey work I didn't actually get the points I wanted so I suppose if anyone is listening to a podcast who's doing their leaving cert, um, I suppose it's probably a good thing for me to air out that Food science was actually my third choice. I actually didn't even know I had it on my CAO or whatever the hell that forum's called. Um, I wasn't going to do it. I was going to get what I wanted. That's how I roll. Um, but anyway, it wasn't to be. But I did do food science, enjoyed that. And then I went on, as you mentioned, I did my master's in Loughborough um, in sport and exercise and nutrition. Loved that. Um, got an internship straight out of uni. Um, or college and uh, worked in nutrition consultancy over there and I was very fortunate in the sense that it was like hands-on straight away so I got to work with corporate clients um, I got to you know work with those looking to lose weight uh, professional athletes um, did a bit of mentoring things like that so um, I got exposed to a lot of different areas and I suppose it just kept feeding this you know I know feeling that I had that you know I definitely was down the right way like I have always wanted to help people and I feel like I always try and add to to people's I suppose life in some capacity and the fact that now I get to do that with um, athletes as well as general population like I just count myself so fortunate uh, to be able to marry I suppose my passion for nutrition with uh, sport also and then just I suppose with with my um, I kind of I suppose 
hunger or passion to like just help people like like really genuinely get a buzz off the buzz my clients have and so I suppose then fast forwarding I moved back from the UK to Ireland um, and set up Nutricase and that's my nutrition consultancy and that was founded in uh, 2017 so we're rolling on three years in June um, so yeah and you've kind of mentioned a handful um, of my clients that I work with and um, so it's still really nice and varied and um, yeah and I just that's kind of I'm very kept myself very very lucky to be honest well, like you're, you're like you're doing incredibly well and you were recently at uh, there's a Thrive that was on recently as well yeah um, yeah, like like we were talking off air for like over an hour um, about what what's going on and how we've had to adapt and stuff like that um, one of those things you mentioned there was about the leaving cert and I hadn't really thought about it because what you said there was that it was probably your last choice that you kind of got um, and I think a lot of people freak out about the leaving cert I would have been those but I probably freaked out because I had done no work uh, and I like I, I like I put down like six choices um and I and I would without my mom told me to put down my last choice and I got my last choice but I had never heard of the course I never heard of the like I went to IAGT for my undergrad in business and entrepreneurship but like I if things there's always avenues into other things if you don't do well and you leave insert and you'll always figure it out um and I always used to to like to use the analogy of you're you're not a tree you can move if you don't like something you can always change it and there's always roots into different little things that you, you can do um you mentioned kind of working with athletes as well um it's a weird time for anyone it's a weird time for athletes because their training their goals have had to completely change and we both work with GAA teams you work with very very high profile teams how are they kind of adapting how are you adapting to the whole situation with those guys because they don't know necessarily if their championship's going to go ahead if that's the thing yeah yeah no it definitely is like very very challenging and um, you know again going back to like um uncertainty of it all like and um, yeah as you mentioned like we have athletes and we don't even know like is the season going ahead and um, you know you've got problems then like in terms of motivation because like even the best athletes in the world like at the end of the day we're all human so like you know there is going to be highs and lows up and down um and i suppose i think this in particular like anyone who is involved with team sports or and um, even as a practitioner involved in in some sort of uh team structure uh, depending on on who you're working with um i think now is the time more than ever that we really need to pull on those uh, structures and uh, support one one another so i think um you know as a, as a team i think athletes can really help one another to get over those rocky days or those um days you know that are a bit feel a bit more bumpy or turbulent or you're struggling a little bit more to get out and go for those those runs or um to do an extra bit of ball work um, and i think uh, you know uh, on that front they can help each other hugely i suppose from my perspective um i think no matter who i'm talking to um but definitely from an, an athlete perspective um you know they're a person before they're an athlete so um when i talk about performance of course it means what they're doing on the pitch but it also means like um you know d definitely in a GAA perspective like they're 
full-time students, they're full-time uh, professionals, um, and they need to perform on those levels too. So you're looking to optimize, um, you know, their overall health, um, cognitive function, um, making sure that they're getting enough rest, that they're able to manage stress, adversity. Um, so I think really what you're looking to do now is like pull back to that. So yes, we've got goals that we can see still work towards as an athlete and you know some people might be in the right headspace where you know yeah okay now I'm going to continue on whether it was to maybe lean out a little bit because I feel I'm able to manage that but we also have to understand that while um you know things have changed we're housebound like you'd think that people have more time but you know depending on what job someone's doing maybe things have really wrapped up from uh from that perspective too so I think it's still important not to lose sight of kind of the individuality of um, each of the athletes um, and recognising that you know for some people you know this is really really challenging on a, on a mental perspective um, so maybe it's it's not the best time for them to strive for change and um, you know on a, on a body composition front um, and again that's where we're pairing back to okay well let's try and keep you sane and functioning as a human and how best can we do that at the moment so um i think on a fundamental level you're looking to make sure everyone is being looked after and i suppose striving to support their health as best that they can um, and then you'll have certain athletes that yeah absolutely are in the frame of mind and are ready to go uh, you know whether it's go or i don't know if they've access to gyms and they're looking to increase maybe muscle mass and use the, the extra time to get an extra session in and not be worrying about fatigue maybe for um, a big training session uh, with their team where they really need to perform um, or someone wants to lean out and they can do that a bit more gradually low and again not have the same fears in around the performance so I think um, yeah I think recognising uh, or reminding athletes of where they're at themselves and to focus on them as an individual and to kind of, I suppose, remove some of the noise that they might uh, have around them, um, and then, uh, yeah, you're you're looking to see how best they can pull together as well in a group setting, and, and I suppose bring each other up when uh, when things are tough. Um, yeah, I think. Do I answer your question? Yeah. I think. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I definitely, and I think you you alluded to kind of like maybe now is not the time for body composition goals and i think that goes for for everyone that doesn't necessarily have to apply to athletes like maintenance can be sexy too like if you if you feel like you're okay with your weight and you're just kind of looking for performance goals or you're trying to set like small little wins along the way of getting out for three or four walks just to clear your head like we spoke off air about you're going out for your walks with no headphones on and you're using that yeah. time for you that's that's a, a big win but also it, it's a great win as well um like the, like now maybe your goals are kind of just setting those small little habits about like i i got my clients this week to write out three goals for them they could be weight loss related they could be anything related and some of the ones have come back have been playing the fiddle or learning the song on the fiddle or ringing their parents every day or something like that and it has to be those small little things that help your mental health more than than over like performance is great and all that and body composition is great for the, like the ego and stuff but i think if your mental health isn't there and 
if your mental health isn't being looked after you you're you're gonna struggle and we're so lucky with the weather at the minute like it's 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 like if it starts pissing rain i don't know it's gonna be difficult like sunday was a little bit dreary and that's not me going outside so i'm a fair weather worker <laughs> Yeah, no, we're, we've been absolutely blessed with the sunshine. So, like, I mean, long may it last because, like, even today, I have to say, like, I am actually, I have been freezing. <laughs> but I'm looking out the window and it's nice and sunny. So, like, I'll take that. And automatically, like, you just feel, you know, a bit more positive And um, I suppose, oh, my God, I actually think I was about to say that it's going to sound way too softy and I actually can't say it. I can't just get do it. Just mind. do it. <laughs> but... <laughs> It does add a little bit of light to your day, but um, but no, it, yeah, we've been very, very lucky. So long may it last. But I suppose on the note as well, in terms of um, keeping on on track or motivate, like routine is a really, really positive element thing. So, um, whether it's instilling new elements, like I know you mentioned there about me going out for a walk on the earphones, like I've been trying to get out for a little walk even before I start work. Um, just getting out in the fresh air first thing has really helped me you know start my day in like a, a positive manner I just feel like you know ready to go after and it literally can be 10 minutes um, around the block um, but if yeah I think structure and sticking to that as best we can whether you're an athlete or not I think will definitely help you stay somewhat um, you know mentally you know feeling like you're you're getting you're getting things done and um, in, a, in a nice place i think yeah routine is is the key like i don't if i i know when i first started working from home it took me probably about three or four weeks to kind of get used to it because it, it, it's completely weird because i used to i was up at 5 a.m in the morning not home until 9 p.m and i was like that was my life for two years and now is that's to kind of complete like and a lot of people are uh, struggle with it. i think a lot of people have adapted to it now and it's, things seem to have almost settled down on that side of things people are finding things like i went to the shop yesterday and there was no eggs left in the shop because people are so many people are trying to bake and they're only allowed to have one bag of flour per person walking out of the shop are they put restrictions on the flour I <laughs> yeah <didn't realize. laughs> uh, that's the one across the road from my house but like it, it's mad and I, and I love the fact that people are trying to get new new little skills and getting the kids involved with the baking and stuff but have you kind of got any advice on how to kind of stay on track with nutrition with kind of the the, the, the training for people who potentially have had to stagnate their, their kind of their performance goals if you know what I mean is there any kind of go-to's that you kind of look for to kind of keep your protein levels high your fiber high or any tips for kind of keeping your hydration at a certain level yeah so um okay so there's a few things there um so I suppose what I'd be looking to do uh, from, I suppose, athletes is up until this point or before lockdown, there definitely was low, like elements that we were working on, you know, to, I suppose, instill or reiterate positive habits, exactly like what you've just mentioned there. So um, I think routine and structure is so, so important, um, I suppose, to make sure you're, you're meeting those requirements. So when it comes to protein, again, definitely for... Um, my athletic populations like I normally like a good rule of thumb is looking to include it with um, breakfast lunch and dinner and a snack throughout the day um, I find works well and you can kind of be sure that you're, you're not too far away of your protein goals or maybe you're you know hitting 
uh, nailing it with with that alone so that seems to work quite well so like um a, a four feeding um approach again it will depend on on your goals that might need to be uh, higher depending on if you are someone who's striving for um you know an increase in muscle mass and maybe you are that person who's doing the extra gym session and you've got access to what you need to do that um but i find for three even for general population i think is a positive one so again breakfast lunch and dinner and having some sort of protein in those meals i find helps um fruit and veg i usually aim for six or more portions so again like i mean you spoke about baking and things there and you know trying out new recipes even making some smoothies like and I've had clients who have kids um, and they're whipping up different smoothie recipes where they're hiding the veg in with the fruit and um, so something inoffensive like your spinach or your kale you know can go undetected in <laughs> your strawberry and banana smoothie or whatever it might be um, so that can mean uh, a good way to do it making sure that there's a portion to a veg and your lunch dinner and um, their sorts of kind of good rules of thumb uh, can you snack on fruit um, or maybe you know you're going to try out your own hummus or guacamole or maybe you're just going to get it in the shop and um, no judgment here but again having that with some uh, veg sticks might be a good uh, option for a snack that's nutritious and um, hydration then I am an advocate for like either carry a water bottle with you or have um, a, a pint glass of water or a bottle of water on your desk with you because yeah, we're working from home now. Um, if you're in the middle of an email or maybe it's a meeting, like I'm sitting here, I have a pint glass of water in front of me. Uh, so that when I get thirsty, I, I can drink to, to that person, you know, as I want it versus putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Um, uh, you know, and what kind of knock on effects can that have? Maybe, you know, my concentration is going to compromise based on that. Um, or I'm going to start to maybe get feel like I'm, a bit hunger you know at times when I normally wouldn't be or whatever so um so yeah I think those kind of little tips or um ways to kind of get at the low-hanging fruit seem seem to work well for uh, for a lot of people and um, another thing with the hydration actually is adding a bit of no added squash or cordial and make it taste a bit nicer um you know, or a bit more exciting to spice up your life with some um, orange cordial um, just to, to make you more inclined to drink it. Yeah, no, I, 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 there's, there's, a, there's a sachet called Bolero as well, which is which is really good. Um, but take it in small doses. Do not take the whole sachet. Your stomach may, <laughs> your stomach may not be able to cope with what happens if you take it. Like there's different flavors from Coca-Cola, Blackberry, everything. Like it's incredible and it's really cheap. I think it's like 30 cent a sachet. Um, so I would definitely do that as well. And one little tip that I have robbed from Brian O'Hengus from the Fit Clinic when he was on was if you have a bottle of water, you get, and if you are a girl or have bobbins, I would not have any bobbins, uh, is to put the bobbins on the water. And every time you finish a liter of water is to take a bobbin off and put it onto your wrist. So at the end of your day, you must have two bobbins on your wrist. Oh, deadly. That's uh, good one. So I think a lot of people, when they're in an office environment, they could be going left, right, and center with kind of being dragged around. But if you're at your, if you're being at home and you're sitting at your office or you're sitting at your desk, whatever you're doing, more than likely people are sitting in their kitchens with the tap behind them. 
you're so you've got the water behind you or else if you have even get up five minutes walk around the kitchen if you're on a phone call that could be an excuse to kind of take get your little bit of neat it's a nice little win but it's a small little thing get a glass of water if you're doing it then as well and a lot of people i think from from working with people a lot of people struggle with getting enough protein into their body i think protein is probably an underrated macronutrient that a lot of people don't utilize enough but a lot of people now are taking whey supplements um and but there's a lot of also the other side of things is that people may not be able to process whey because of the lactose uh, in it what supplements would you recommend to kind of get around kind of the lactose intolerance that people may may have um, because there are different things on the market there are different products and stuff like that yeah so i suppose first things first like when it comes to protein supplements like oh like there's almost like i feel sometimes like a taboo like um definitely from the element of like your regular whey protein it's you know a bright product of cheese so i just see it as like i mean these supplements don't need to be part of your diet but you know if you are struggling with you know protein intake there's no problem not to have them there or to you know to have them as a go-to and and they're convenient more than anything else but for those kind of struggling maybe um, or who have lactose intolerance um like whey protein isolate is a form of uh, whey protein that essentially is just more processed so there's like less than one percent uh, lactose present and that can work uh, for people who may struggle um with um lactose the other side of things, like, I mean, you can look at maybe um, plant-based alternatives, so um, pea protein, um, if you're going to use a supplement form, or uh, hemp protein might be a good option too, uh, whether it's adding it to a, a, a smoothie, a homemade smoothie, like I mentioned, or taking it on its own, or adding it in with your porridge in the morning, or whatever it might be, um, they can be kind of alternatives for anyone who might be lactose intolerant yeah i think i think the pea protein from working with a few people who have lactose intolerance and a few people who are um plant-based or vegan the the feedback on the pea protein is that it tastes not great that's me being very polite by the way Uh, (laughs) i think have you got any particular brands that you kind of would recommend or that any yeah any brands that you'd recommend in relation to like the pea protein or any of the 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 green bean protein that people could take yeah so uh one that i have used with athletes of mine um is the optimum nutrition one like i think opting for um uh reptile brand is really important um i like my protein as well they they have like a different range of um plant-based options um, so they've been really the two that I would have used with clients before. And again, it's kind of like, yeah, a mixed bag in terms of who can manage it and who can't. Similar, I find with even the whey protein, like I've had, even myself, like that's something I would use on a personal level. So I've tried a few different ones. And like some products, I absolutely hate the taste of them. And others I enjoy. And, and I can find that with certain clients, like they're the complete opposite. So um, I definitely, you know, 
uh, try out a few different ones. Even maybe opt for samples. Uh, you can buy sample uh, sachets from a lot of um, online stores. So maybe go for that before you buy your, your two kilo bag or four kilo bag or whatever it might be, um, just to make sure you actually like it. Um, and I'd recommend to do the same if you're trying to be adventurous with a protein flavor. Um, I've got shafted a few times <laughs> with ones I thought would be gorgeous and I haven't even looked at them since from smelling them never mind <laughs> trying oh, them so. I've had some disasters <laughs> with the flavour I like I get I used to get judged a lot for the flavour of the whey protein that I used to have I like banana flavour it's the only one my stomach will process I've had tried chocolate I tried some other tropical fruit or mixed fruit or whatever it was the smell of the mixed fruit was unbelievable but it just wasn't like my stomach just wouldn't process it um but like the banana one a lot of people like don't like bananas and they just they don't want like an extra banana as a on top of whatever they're yeah. taking but it is as as you said i think that if you get a sample size you are not you're not kind of investing 30 quid or whatever it is for a bag of two and a half k um or two and a half kg um protein so i think if you if you take the samples i think that's that's a very good idea um with that kind of stuff and if you're going for the samples you can also do that with the bolero and go let, get loads of different yeah. samples if you're struggling to kind of get the water in um i've noticed I, I, i've alluded to it earlier that a lot of people are trying to get into cooking and i've had i'm very lucky to have someone you know uh daniel davy on the podcast before um and his cookbook is incredible and i've recommended it to so many of my clients um, and it's, it's great to see so many people trying to cook now getting their kids involved to keep them stum for like two minutes or get them to lick the bowl to be to shut up or whatever it is but have you like how have you like is there any way to kind of get people to involved in cooking or tips for people like some people don't like cooking and that's and that's a fact but some people love it have you got any tips of kind of getting people into cooking or how to kind of prioritize in their day or where to get recipes or anything like that yeah, so um, I suppose one big thing, like when it comes to cooking for me, or like, so I'm, you know, time is a big thing with a lot of my clients. So again, if I'm, I'm always trying to look for like easy wins to ease them into cooking or, you know, to give them more of an opportunity to, I suppose, see the niceties that is involved with this. Um, but like, I think your, like, the utensils you use for cooking are so so important like and um, if you've got a nice non-stick frying pan or a nice non-stick pot a nice knife that actually chops things and you're not like battling with it and um, it just like that just sets you up like that's like the equivalent of like like me like myself getting new basketball boots going into my season like you have a swagger when you've got your new gym kit or your new boots and it's the same in the kitchen you just feel like you are ready to rock when your knife chops through an onion as it should so absolutely investing in utensils like i mean you can pick up really good quality stuff like in your littles your aldis like it doesn't need to be anything extravagant or you know that necessarily costs a lot of money but it, it will be a, a good investment uh whatever you spend in it so um electronic scales are a good one too if you're trying out the likes of if you're that person who's trying to bake a bit more like they're just little things like that make life easier your measuring spoons whatever it might be um 
I think we're very fortunate uh, with the likes of YouTube or even like Instagram. We have people like, um, like you mentioned Daniel David there, and yes, his cookbook is brilliant, um, and he's always up doing recipes whether it's live or whatever it might be and so there's great Sinead Delahunt he's another one um who's excellent um on that front too um so you've got accounts like that that you know are uh taking you through recipes I try and do some bits and bobs and keep it as simple as I can too and from time to time um but yeah there's there's a lot out there like I think going back to the basics as well like I mean um definitely one thing that I try and look to do with athletes or clients is you know things don't need to be fancy like you can literally lash stuff in a pot and it can taste nice like you don't need to be and uh, this big gourmet uh, chef or whatever or um you know everyone has to start from from somewhere so um investing a in the utensils and then start off simple like it might be something like even making scrambled whole you know recipe that's very nutritious and you know not everyone can do so I, like don't you know start off and ease your way in, yourself into it i think um it, it's a good it's a good place to start and use the likes of say youtube or um or, or instagram whatever it might be to learn the basics like how to chop vegetables correctly you know um i suppose like anything when you start off things are a bit slow but you know the more you do something the better you get at it and before you know it you'll be you'll be throwing things together with without much stress or thought even and um, yeah i think one of the things i need to invest in i think a lot of people are trying to invest in now is the slow cookers that literally just is pile a big pile of food into a slow cooker and you've got like i saw one of my mates was cooking a uh, pulled pork i like he left it there he was able to do his work in the kitchen um, while that was happening and I literally took him to go to the shop and then put everything in with it um, and it, it, they're incredible and they're, you can get them in all dear little like they're, they're not hey. expensive either yeah exactly like that's actually that's something now that I want to do a bit more myself the slow cookers because the food tastes delicious oh, different level um, uh, yeah it is it really is gorgeous and as you said like it's really there's not much involved in it um, and you know it's a decade bang for book and that and so again in terms of making life easier for yourself like that definitely is a it's a good place to start absolutely yeah big time um i think we, we've alluded to kind of routine is kind of one of those things a lot of people struggled with when this first came around and i think a lot of people struggle with routine in general a lot of people kind of go i know i've got work at xyz and they don't really plan their days and what i mean by plan their days it isn't saying at nine o'clock i must do this 10 o'clock i must do this it's literally having small little things to kind of get you through the day like two or three little wins whether it's walking to work or whatever it may be or but boredom meeting is kind of one of those things that is, i think at the beginning it was more prevalent i think it's 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 still there and i think it will always be there boredom meeting i hold my hands up i i'm not i'm not a saint i will probably go downstairs and have something in a second but like how, have you got any tips on how to deal with board a meeting um because i think a lot of people do struggle with it yeah yeah no and like i mean yeah it's fair <laughs> it can be difficult particularly if you are the person that's working in your kitchen like because you have no choice so you're literally like the press is 
it might feel like they're speaking to you. <laughs> um, particularly if you're doing something monotonous at work, um, sometimes you just want an excuse to, to move away from the laptop. But um, I think with, okay, so if we're moving on from, you know, you can have kind of meal patterns in around that and trying to keep structure there. Um, that's one element I was supposed to acknowledge and, and definitely to continue work on. Um, I think... Uh, if you have like a designated place to eat to or if you can remove your work from the kitchen if that's possible that might help um food options in your house like i mean removing overly palatable foods like so it's you know you're less inclined to opt for something that maybe isn't as um tasty you know if it's if it's sitting there so you know say you might want you might be lured to your the bar of chocolate versus the piece of fruit you know you might be lured to the chocolate a bit quicker so maybe if you're that person maybe you know recognizing that and and um, accounting for that and um, might might be something positive i think some, sometimes people find giving themselves a, a limit or a time limit in terms of recognizing like am i actually hungry here or is it um you know is it just boredom and um, so again if you know maybe let 15 30 minutes go by and if you're still hungry well then opt for something but when you're going for it and if it's out of your normal routine maybe going for something maybe a low calorie option like the piece of fruit like is a good thing to do um what else would i recommend um sometimes you know again if you know it's the boredom side of stuff can you get get up move around like whether it's to go fill your water bottle like you mentioned or um you know maybe it's to walk around the block or just remove yourself from that environment and sometimes you feel so much better and because it can just be a case of oh my god my head is wrecked with this email that's in front of me or maybe the kids are <laughs> um but and you, just when you remove yourself and give you that those few moments it can help an awful an awful lot um so yeah, so that's kind of the they'd be the main things that I'd be, I suppose, advocating or getting people to think about, and um, when looking to to avoid the boredom eating side of things. Mindfulness is a big thing as well. So even just checking in with yourself before you opt to to go for something, um, it's like, you know, do I actually want this? Like, or is this just? you know, a habit I find myself getting into. So checking in with yourself, I think, is, is really key. And I think that could nearly be like a, a running theme amongst everything that's going on with life at the minute, um, checking in. And I think that is kind of like a silver lining in amongst this is because we are limited to who we can see and how much time we can spend with other people. Like we are almost forced to be in our own company a bit more. And I think we can like I don't know if you know it's I think we can all learn a little bit more about ourselves because I find that because we're consistently moving at such a fast track we rarely have time to check in with ourselves first or you know deal with really how we're actually feeling you know because you could, it's so easy when you're jumping from one thing to another to um to put things off or you know not acknowledge and um, things that might be going on with yourself so I think you know, now is a good time to maybe give yourself a few minutes on your own, get used to your own company again and be happy with that company and, and know what you're about. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are afraid to 
be alone with their own their own thoughts. Um, and I spoke with Connor O'Keefe on this about people are sometimes afraid to get are afraid to be uncomfortable, but they have to be to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. I think there's an awful lot of kind of there are a lot of people losing jobs and stuff like that. Um, but as I've alluded to already, that like you could take that as a positive that potentially you weren't maybe happy in that role. You may have the option of going back to going back to do a course, uh, whether it's a FETAC course or whatever it may be, um, and trying to upskill and doing something else and maybe try to do a kind of a nixer on the side now, whether it be is I, I know my a couple of my cousins started doing like uh, baking on the side of their real jobs and they got the kids involved doing that. And they just on the weekends they'd go down to like the Dunleary Market or whatever and set up a stall there. And they just made a few little bit of bob out of that and that was just a hobby. But if you can eventually potentially make that hobby into a lifestyle, then that could be a route for you as well. And I, I, I know I'm not one of those that is, is, is gonna lose my job or whatever like that. I know a lot of people are going through a lot of financial strife at the minute, but I think you can, you can choose your suffering from the way you look at things. You can you can look at it as a way to adapt to the situation or you can um, try to almost, there's always an avenue into back into something, whether it be, and I think the government are doing an amazing job at the minute with kind of yeah. the, the benefits they are giving um, to kind of the people that who have lost lost their jobs. And I've got mates who've lost their jobs because of the, what's going on. but. And I, I can already see some of those people are trying to adapt. And like a lot of coaches, a lot of face-to-face PTs will be my friends and they've lost their jobs now. And a lot of them are trying to go online. So now they're using this time as the way to go online coaching, which is probably a good avenue that a lot of them probably needed to kick up the hole to do it. Um, and they were just scared to do it, but now they have no choice to adapt. So hopefully I haven't spoken out of turn on that because I think that is a touchy subject. And I think... A lot of people could either see it as a positive or be tell Shane to fuck off, which, uh, which I'm fine with too. But, um, I think a lot of people. I, when, sorry. No, no, no. Go on. Uh, no, I was going to go off topic. So if you want to add on no. to that. <laughs> no, I was just going to say I think because there is so much kind of I don't know turmoil potentially or you know, uncertainty and you know people are finding themselves in difficult positions like I think as well with all of this like whether you've lost your job or not like I think it is important also to recognize that like it is okay to feel a bit out of sorts um, and to allow yourself that time to do it as well because I think everything changed very quickly very suddenly like it has been you know traumatic in ways you know some are experienced it maybe more so than others but I think um, there has almost been like a pressure put on put on us as people to you know maybe take up new things or do new things which yes absolutely if you're in that space great but it's also okay if you're really not there yet and you actually just want some time to step out and go oh <laughs> oh my god like you know I think what's key about that is though is that you know you don't lose sight of the positive things around you or that whether it's even like you spoke about um getting getting clients maybe to write down thing you know goals each week and um, so whether it's writing down like okay things that you are grateful for just to pull you back you know to maybe a, a more positive mindset but to allow yourself I think that time to accept that 
oh, like I don't, you know, I feel a bit wobbly here and I, why am I running to do the next best thing or, you know, to, to just be able to turn everything around and adjust so quickly. Like I think, you know, it's okay if you don't feel as, you know, forthcoming towards these things. Um, but to, to keep those positive people around you or to not lose sight of your support system so that you can be pulled out of it too. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, and I think don't push the people away around you because I think that's so easy to do when you know when you're going through your own turmoil you don't really want to talk about. But it's important to make sure that you are keeping those people around you as much as possible. You may not want to talk or whatever like that or you may not want to, you may not feel yourself and it is okay not to feel okay um, and there are mental health kind of professionals out there that are a lot more qualified than either of us to kind of talk about it but there are mental health kind of providers that you can kind of reach out to if you really are struggling and I think um, people sometimes are a little bit afraid to kind of reach out to those kind of t- providers and people because they feel that they're kind of not winning life isn't about winning it's literally just about adapting it's literally about being as best you can and stuff like that and sometimes people forget that you don't have to win at everything i know we're both competitive people like kate gave out to me for one of my challenges the other day so it's it's not well it's not it's not about winning at the moment it's literally just about adapting to kind of the situation about adapting to what you can do both financially and mentally and physically and not about kind of locking yourself away in a dark room when it's so it's nice you'll feel so much better if you get up and do something and i think that's what a lot of people realized after probably a week of lockdown was the ones that felt better were the ones that had got actually it doesn't necessarily have to be like a massive hit session or a massive like 10k run it's simple as just going out for a walk just manage as best as you can manage and you know yeah do what you can and i think like you know things will come and but yeah, I think definitely getting out and staying active in some shape or form, no matter how intense or otherwise that might be, you know, is definitely a positive. So whether it's literally going out into your back garden and being getting a bit of sun on your face or fresh air or just seeing a bit of green, like that really does give you a lift. So that is some, something small, but something yeah. that definitely goes along with. Yeah, I didn't realise we were going to go down a mindset avenue on this podcast, but oops. Um <laughs> The, I've got I think two questions yeah two questions left when people are going on a diet they tend to cut out food groups um, and it's kind of not one of those things I would advise why do you think people so many so many people are doing it and um, why is, are we doing enough to kind of help that situation yeah so I think um, well obviously there's loads of different there's a lot of misinformation out there and um, you know people can get depending on maybe who you're following on social media and um, or what you're reading online or in newspapers or anywhere really or even the discussion that might be uh, being had amongst friends or family and um, we can kind of you know get bombarded with different ideas of what health is what it looks like and how we should approach it i mean i think like there's certain people out there where say lower carbohydrate diets work well for them so what I mean by work well is they might feel good, they might be able to maintain their body composition as they want to, um, and they might just feel overall, you know, in a in a good place. Uh, the same with those who go for maybe lower fat uh, diets. But I suppose protein, fats, carbs, um, they all have a role to play in our overall health. So that's why I would never 
or I never look to, you know, get rid of um, an entire food group. Like they have a function. Um, and also it's when you do cut out uh, a whole food group, like what nice foods are you cutting out that you otherwise enjoy? What knock on effect does that have to you in terms of like stressing out, staring at whatever the food might be that you're so devo you can't uh, eat anymore? Um, and what knock on effects does that have? Like, I mean, when you think like what we've just spoken about in terms of all the things that people might be worrying about at the minute, like why would you add to that with things that with the stress that definitely doesn't need to be there so um so yeah so i i think like definitely err on the side of caution if that is a method that's been pushed upon you like i mean irrespective of what your goals are you don't need to cut out food groups to achieve them so that's first things first and like i mean as i mentioned each of the food groups have um or macronutrients have a role to play um in our overall health and and really we want to kind of you know i think that's one thing that this scenario has taught us is you know to recognize things that are important and you know to take care of our our health and our well-being as as best we can and um, so i think yeah looking to include a variety of those things so what that means is you know you're looking for the backbone of your your nutrition framework to be made up of whole foods like nutrient dense foods so um we spoke maybe about whey protein earlier on but like look into things like your your fish at uh, poultry and um, you know for vegetarians maybe you're looking at um your uh, tofu siding like there's a range of uh things that we can opt for now we're very very lucky that a variety is huge when it comes to fat maybe looking to include things like avocado uh, seeds nuts and um, olives olive oil like those nutrient dense foods and um, that you know can add add taste to a meal but also a lot of value um, and then carbohydrates like potatoes they're very like basic foods but they're delicious and they actually are you know nutrient dense options so again i suppose it's about looking to to make sure those nutrient dense options are for the most part what we're going for and 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 then i suppose depending on you as an individual maybe how active you are um or otherwise will dictate what those maybe the amounts of those macronutrients should look like um but yeah like as you alluded to earlier like protein is something that um i think well definitely from people I've worked with it usually is a lot lower than what it should be um, and that's probably an area that you know we can be a bit more cognizant of with that said it doesn't need to be the only thing that's going into your mouth the whole time but um, definitely looking to include it in, in maybe your main meals uh, is probably a good place to start yeah I think I think we've all believed in some sort of myth that has been around some sort of food group whether it was that if you have protein you're going to get jacked yeah, yeah it helps but it's not the, it, it's not going to be the the main thing um also there was a myth about kind of protein could cause kidney damage unless you have an underlying issue it's not really going to happen and the fats there's so much in the media about kind of fats being good and bad and and then carbohydrates i think if i've yeah i would think at my lowest when i was doing the photo shoot i was on 100 grams of carbohydrates a day and 
I was not a nice person. Um, and like carbohydrates are amazing. They're great for a few. And they're particularly important for females and stuff like that. And we we're talking off air about coaching females, but they're particularly important for, for kind of like hormones and psychoregulation and stuff like that for females and along with fat and stuff like that. So they are key, very, very important. Obviously there is certain conditions where you potentially need to kind of reduce certain macronutrients like if you have epilepsy you a keto diet might be a little bit more beneficial to you um but that is very dependent and please go to a doctor to kind of have a chat about that but like i wouldn't advise to cut out any food groups if you are and if there is any person or if you're working with a coach or anything like that that is cutting out food group ask questions why and if you're not happy with the answer please keep asking because probably that person is probably putting their own biases on towards you and i think that's what happens a lot in this industry because it's unregulated there's a lot of ass hats out there uh, and i've seen it i've seen it firsthand and it's it's and it happened to me like from working with a particular coach and sometimes coaches are quite stubborn in their views um and it's very hard to question it but if you don't feel comfortable what's being asked of you or you don't ask questions of that person and they can't answer without getting defensive potentially that person isn't the right kind of coach for you if that makes any sense yeah absolutely like i mean i think the key thing as a practitioner is like recognizing um the client in front of you and you know how everyone has different responsibilities you know different goals they're in different stages of their life um you know students um to full-time professionals um so i think it's our job as practitioners um to to get the most out of you know the client that's in front of us without disrupting their kind of uh, livelihood and definitely we should be adding to them versus making you feel crap essentially or um you know things don't need to be as difficult as maybe we've once been led to believe and um you know i think our role as practitioners is we need to adapt to who's in front of us too so like i mean there's things that i do with one client that i absolutely wouldn't go near with uh, with another client because it just wouldn't do right by them um, and it might cause you know that maybe they won't progress at all or they might regress in another way if you try to enforce things on them so um definitely definitely from my perspective i'd always be looking to fit in with the client's life versus them fit in with my rules my way or the highway um, and like i mean some coaches that do find themselves in like like that kind of position like it's not always like it's not necessarily from a bad place either they genuinely feel like they're trying to do right by you but um i suppose yeah like as you mentioned Shane, like ask questions like take responsibility like this is your health if someone's if something's feeling like hell more times than not like question it because it definitely shouldn't irrespective of what your goals are and um, so yeah yeah um in relation to like it's it is like we don't know what's coming around the corner and i think the que- next question i have for you is what's coming up next for kate who oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like nobody knows what what's what's happening but uh wh- like where can people find out about your your services and your coaching and and the clinic and talks and stuff like that yeah so i do a lot of work well most of my work probably online will be done through 
Instagram in terms of being active um, so that's uh, Nutricate underscore com as you mentioned earlier on and the website's there so I'm actually just putting the last few bits or touches to it and um, I had to make quite a lot of edits um, now that it's a lot more important <laughs> for business um, so that's going to be a lot more active in terms of content going up there and that's Nutricate.com um, you'll find me on Twitter Kate underscore Nutricate um, too, and a little bit on Facebook there's a Nutricate page up there too uh, in terms of talks like um, see I'm doing a, a good bit of corporate work still thankfully through the likes of the different platforms like Zoom and whatnot, we're able to do that, which is great. Um, but really, at the moment, you know, aside from you know, it's really just looking after clients, like um, on a one-to-one level, and making sure you know we have everything in place that our clients continue to get the best experience that they can, and um, whether that's in a in a group zoom chat or whatever it might be um or on a one-to-one basis so i'm really just like i'm not very tech savvy so like i've i'm learning an awful lot now (laughs) and trying to adapt as best i can so i'm really just that's to the forefront i'm yeah so i have a few corrections to do for college too so that's kind of there's nothing overly exciting at the moment um but i'm just trying to make sure everyone is looked after and so so yeah that's my buzz (laughs) no seriously guys I, i'd recommend following kate or working with kate uh, guys she's she's awesome from both a if you're an athlete you're from an athletic background or you are literally just trying to feel a little bit better about yourself or kind of lo- or lose a little bit of weight kate, kate's incredible um and i'm very grateful for kate giving up her time because it is a weird time and i'm i'm very lucky that a few more few more people have a little bit more time and that's why there's so many people coming on to the podcast recently which i'm very grateful for um if you guys have enjoyed the episode at all please do tag kate and i up on your stories um, and leave a review up on itunes um kate thank you so much for coming on today i really really appreciate it not at all thanks so much for having me it's been great thank you thank you <laughs>